This is The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. This is Jerry Agar in for John Moore with The Breakfast Wrap for Monday, the 29th of May, 2023. Here are the five things you need to know. Polls suggest Olivia Chow's lead in the mayor's race is still holding up. New complaints over new campaign videos from City Hall hopeful Brad Bradford. Toronto fails to enforce its own bylaws when it comes to park encampments. Investigators in Hamilton still piercing together in landlord-tenant dispute shooting. And enjoy those garnished drinks in the shade. As far as the weather is concerned, sunshine today, high of 26, down to 16 overnight, and then sunny and a high of 29 tomorrow with a humidex of 32. The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Good morning. Good to have you along. I'm Jerry Agar in for John Moore just for the day today. He will be in tomorrow. By the way, this was almost a boondoggle. Let me tell you something. Somebody casually mentioned on Friday, I think it might have been Joe. Joe, Friday, I think you said something to John about not being here. And he went, what do you mean? He'd forgotten that he'd asked for the day off and nobody had asked me to do it. So it could have been a situation where you would have walked in here this morning thinking I would be here or there would have been nobody here. I looked at the calendar. I'm like, oh, hold on. This is the first I'm remembering of this because I had it in my calendar. So clearly someone, John, you know, told me this was happening. Yeah. But I didn't remember until I looked at the calendar as we were leaving. Okay, but if John would have left on Friday without you saying anything, he would have looked at his calendar. Oh, that's right. I have Monday off. Whatever it is he's doing, he would have remembered. And he would have just thought nothing of it. Meanwhile, nobody had said anything to me. I kind of joked with him that he, since he had forgotten and you didn't realize it, that we just would have walked in on Monday and here's John. You would have come in for nine o'clock and it would have been a normal day and no one would have ever realized oh, and that John there was a switcheroo. Halfway through, John would have gone, Wait a minute. I, I thought I took the day off. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> well, anyway, just through happenstance, because, you know, Joe's paying attention. Uh, everything's worked out. I think my, I think Tui is in for me coming up at nine o'clock. So does he know? <laughs> you know that's a good question. <laughs> Maybe give Donnie a call. <laughs> just, do you have a host? OK, so um, I started this little habit um, when I fill in for John of doing a joke. Coming up in July, I think I'm doing two weeks for him or August or someplace. I don't know. It's on my calendar. I'm doing two weeks for him. And I don't know if I'll do it every day then. But the reason I started doing it is just to demonstrate to you, if you're familiar how I come out of the gates at 9.05, taking on some political issue in a pretty aggressive fashion, that I can do the morning show a little differently. So, uh, because I know you're not ready for that at this time of the day. So, uh, Usually I tell a joke. So here, here you go. Here you go. Uh, so Jerry Garcia dies, and uh, he realizes that after death, he's he's arrived in a room where he sees John Lennon, Jimi Hendrix, setting up some amplifiers. He sees John Entwistle, bass player from The Who, setting up the bass, getting ready to go. Jim Morrison of The Doors is there with a the microphone, get ready to sing. Wow, this is heaven? And Morrison turns to him and says, heaven? And Karen Carpenter walks in and sits at the drums and says, okay, everybody, rainy days and Mondays. One, two, three. All right, that's one for the rockers. 
for this morning. Speaking of which, I just want to do this really quickly. I put this out over the weekend. How did rock and roll get started? Because I was I was thinking about Tina Turner and what she brought to rock and roll. And I had encountered a thing online and once again saw, well, the first rock and roll record was Rocket 88 by Ike Turner. That's where this comes from, that Ike Turner had recorded the first rock and roll song. And you can find it. You can YouTube that or whatever, Rocket 88 by Ike Turner and some some others. Um, but you know what? Before Ike Turner and Chuck Berry and uh, Louis Jordan or whoever you want to come up with, way back in the day, only available in black and white when you look up uh, videos in the 40s, in the 40s, ladies and gentlemen, Sister Rosetta Tharp. So if that ain't rock and roll, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, it's very, apparently, Jimi Hendrix thought very highly of her. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018. So Brad Bradford has gotten himself back in the news. Okay, so good for him. He keeps getting himself in the news. Um, but he does it sometimes with uh, videos that tick a lot of people off. And I don't know whether, in fact, that might be smart. I mean, we're talking about him. In fact, we're going to talk to him at 8 o'clock. He's going to come in after the 8 o'clock news. I'm not talking to the candidates. I'm talking about them on my regular show from 9 to 2, but this isn't my show. Uh, and uh, Bradford is booked. But he did a couple more videos. And you might recall he had the video some time ago that caused a little controversy because he had taken some material from TikTok videos by young ladies talking about how they were, they felt unsafe and things that they had seen and experienced on the TTC. And he made a video out of it. And some of them said, well, we didn't want you to use our video. And his argument was, well, I have the right to do it. So I'm doing it. Nobody can stop them, apparently. And, and, Sometimes you have the right to do something, but it's not the right thing to do. And I think that's a case of Brad Bradford's video where he's in a park drinking a beer. He's in a park, he's drinking a beer, and he's talking about how he's going to make drinking in the parks legal, which is interesting because he voted against it in the past. Hey everyone, Brad Bradford here. It's a beautiful day in Toronto, so we decided to take the campaign team meeting outside to Trinity Bellwoods Park. We're having some patties and some tall cans. When I am elected your mayor, I will make sure that you can legally, responsibly enjoy some refreshments in our city parks within the first 100 days. All right. There's okay, lots of but summer here's the problem. He's standing there in the park. He's got a patty in his left hand. That's fine. In his right hand, he has a, a beer, a tall can, a beer. Well, he's covered up whatever brand it is with his, like, vote for Bradford sticker or something. But clearly he just stuck that on there. No, it's still not legal to drink in the parks, Brad Bradford, just because you are planning to reverse your previous decision and, uh, and, and make uh, drinking legal in parks. It doesn't mean you have the right to do it right now. I think that was, a, that was a mistake. Now, some people are upset by another video, and I'm not upset by this one. See if you are. This is Brad Bradford driving his car really slowly, I think on the lakeshore. Um, that's what it looks like. The lakeshore kind of uh, around the Jarvis area or someplace like that. It should not take an hour and a half 
to get across the city. And yet that's people's experiences every single day. They don't want to go downtown to go back to work. They don't want to go and visit a friend in the West End because it's just hours of your time in gridlock. Olivia Chow will make that worse. Olivia Chow will add to the gridlock and the congestion. Okay. Um, I don't disagree with his message so much. And by the way, he's he's driving, but he's not holding the phone. It seems pretty obvious somebody else is holding the phone and he's driving and he's looking forward the vast majority of the time going at what looks like less than walking speed, which is kind of part of his point. Uh, then, uh, and he looks over at the, at the camera once in a while, probably on a cell phone, and I don't have a problem with that. Do you? I mean, how often if you're driving, do you look over at a passenger? Probably as often or maybe more often than Bradford looks at that particular uh, camera. Coming up just after 6 o'clock, Sean Shapiro, the TikTok traffic cop, is going to join us. And he'll talk about whether he thinks there were any actual violations in that video. So I'll give him a thumbs up on the one video and a thumbs down on the other one. And then we'll ta- I'll talk to him at 8 o'clock. Brad Bradford, candidate for mayor, current counselor. You're listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Jerry Yegar in for John Moore. He's back tomorrow. Mark Tui in for me from 9 until noon. I want to tell you a quick little story, just simply because this came to mind for me yesterday, and I thought you'd find it interesting. Um, I got together with a friend yesterday who's doing an interim job. Somebody got fired from an organization. And my friend heard this and immediately, kind of half-jokingly, sent an email. Hey, heard you might need somebody. I might be able to help. (laughs) Phone rang. (laughs) Hey, you could help. Uh, Come in and help. Sometimes you just got to be aggressive and grab opportunity. And here's the story I wanted to tell you. I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy named Neil Bortz. But uh, Neil Bortz, at the time, really, really wanted to be a talk show host, lawyer. He was a lawyer for Evander Holyfield, the boxer. Um, He was in Atlanta, and he really wanted to be a talk show host. But he couldn't get the radio stations paying any attention to him. So he's watching the news one, one night and sees a story. Some people hate this story, by the way. I'm just warning you ahead of time. Sees the story that a local talk show host who did a morning show had committed suicide. And it was a what's called the daytimer station. Those I worked at one once. The radio stations that are only allowed to be on the air. These were AM stations when the sun was up. So they'd go on at sunrise and go down, go off at sunset, which meant for a short day in the wintertime. But that's how it worked. So this guy, he hears on the news that the guy committed suicide. So when the general manager of the station showed up to uh, open up the station, unlock the station, get things going, Neil Bortz was sitting on a fold-out chair in the parking lot right outside the opening of the main door of the station. And the manager looked at him, knew who he was because he kept pestering him for a job. He said, what are you doing here? He said, well, I heard you needed a host. <laughs> the guy says, we have a host. We've got so-and-so coming in to do the morning show. Yeah, but he's your afternoon guy. What are you going to do in the afternoon? We're working on that. Work on something else. I'll do it. Fine. <laughs> so I said, fine. And he never left. And eventually went from that station to the big, powerful talk radio station in Atlanta and became a syndicated talk show host. Is it kind of ghoulish that he heard the guy? Well, they still needed a host. It's practical. 
We almost needed one this morning. We almost needed one this morning. And it is not it is not because anything happened to John, in case you just joined us and missed the, the mix-up as to who was supposed to be in place. That's all. Um, now turning to something very serious and uh, just baffling, a landlord-tenant dispute ends deadly. Heather Butts has this report for um, CTV. I mean, we hear a lot about landlord-tenant disputes in Ontario and in Toronto. You'll, You'll hear more about this story throughout the course of the morning. But, um, here's another report. Well, another thing I can tell you about, um, this is going to be play along and see if you can guess the number. Okay. This, um, I was reading another story this morning about housing in the GTA and how expensive it is. And then there was a idea for you in, um, one of the newspapers. Oh, you think that housing is so expensive in the GTA. So how about you get just out of the GTA, go to Wasaga. That's more than just out. Um, go to Wasaga Beach and you can get a house for $700,000. So that's supposed to sound cheap to you if you live in Toronto. My son, who lives in Dallas, Texas, has just put an offer in for a home in the city of Dallas, not out in the suburbs, in the city of Dallas, not far from where he has his restaurant. Here's the house. I'll describe it to you. You see if you can just try to guess what you think you'd have to pay if you lived in Dallas and uh, not here in Toronto. It's five bedrooms, which I don't know why he needs a house that size, unless he and the girlfriend have some plans I haven't been informed of. (laughs) But maybe that's none of my business at this point. Um, I don't have any grandchildren yet. Um, So... um, It's a five-bedroom home. It has four full bathrooms and one half bathroom. It has a deck. Seems like a really nice deck from the pictures that I've seen. Underneath that deck is created a a kind of a cupboard space where you could barbecue down there if you didn't want to barbecue up on the deck. It has a garage, so you've got some inside parking and... Seems like it's on a nice lot. What would you guess that would cost in Dallas, Texas? You have a number in mind? Here's the real number. This is what they're asking. I don't know what he offered. This is what they're asking. $295,000. <laughs> Nick just sat back in shock. Guess I'm visiting Texas in the near future. All right. This is uh, News Talk 1010. Subscribe today and always hear the latest episode of The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Jerry Agar in for John Moore, who will be back tomorrow. He's just taking the one day off. Mark Tuohy will be in for me. We're headed up to a high today of 26, starting off with sunshine and 19. It'll be a sunny day today. It's going to be warmer tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 29 with a humidex expected tomorrow of 32. Quite frequently while I'm doing my show from 9 to noon, I hear from people who will make pejorative comparisons to the United States. Oh, we don't want to be like the Americans. We don't want to do this or that the American way. Well, you might want to do this kind of politics the American way. The Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, is impeached, suspended from his duties, and will face a Senate trial. What makes it interesting to me, where I'm saying maybe from time to time we should do things the American way, 
is that he's a Republican. Donald Trump stepped up to try and defend him, but the Texas Republicans said, I think we've had enough of Ken Paxton and his evil ways, and it's the Republicans, primarily, that voted to impeach him. In other words, they're turfing a member of their own party. Isn't that a good thing once in a while? I mean, assuming the person deserves it. And I'm not going to go through all of the details. This is Texas politics, but um, he seems to deserve it if all of this, uh, all of the accusations against him are true. He uh, seems to have worked more on behalf of Ken Paxton than on behalf of the people of the state of Texas. So interesting stuff that they would do that. And I, I say doing things the American way instead of the Canadian way, because I think municipal politics is supposedly nonpartisan, although any politician has their own party affiliations, but they don't, they don't run under the party banner. But it's, it seems in Canadian politics... Everybody is rah-rah for the team, even if in private they'll tell you the team is wrong. One of the most frustrating parts of my existence is having politicians tell me, now this is off the record, and if I agree to off the record, it's off the record. I don't always agree to it, but when I do, sometimes they'll tell me, well, I don't agree with what the premier's doing. I don't agree with what the prime minister's doing, but and then I said, well, why don't you come on the show and talk about it then? Oh, no, no. Oh, no. They won't talk about it publicly, and they will not vote accordingly. They line up like good little soldiers and do whatever the leader tells them to do. That's not, that, that's not how to run a country. It's not how to run a province, I don't think. But it's how we're run. So thumbs up to the Texas Republicans. What are, look, if you're a person who hates the Republicans, fine. But you got to give them some credit on this one, don't you? <laughs> Get rid of their own attorney general. All right, so um, there's an election today in Alberta. A woman is going to be premier of Alberta going forward. Either way, it's Rachel Notley and Daniel Smith. So um, from CTV National, Glenn McGregor, here's a report on it. Crossing the finish line of a 5K run that seemed less grueling than Daniel Smith's 30-day race to hold on to power. The UCP leader's only publicized appearance on the final day of a campaign in which she often appeared to be running against herself. She launched the campaign on the attack against NDP leader Rachel Notley's record as premier between 2015 and 2019. It's a choice between moving Alberta forward and building a brighter future or returning to the NDP's costly and failed policies. But Smith was repeatedly confronted by her own past and remarks she'd made on her radio program likening Albertans vaccinated against COVID-19 to supporters of Hitler's Third Reich. We have 75% of the public who say not only hit me, but hit me harder and uh, keep me away from those dirty unvaxxed. And a 2021 paper she wrote suggesting Albertans should pay for visits to see family doctors. During a televised leaders debate, Smith reverted to a familiar theme, linking her opponent to federal leaders unpopular in Alberta. She's going to walk in lockstep with Justin Trudeau. She's not stood up to her boss, Jagmeet Singh. The wildfires that raged across the province took her off the campaign trail to function as premier. But she also had to put out fires involving some of her own candidates including one who said transgender children in schools were like human waste and cookies. Smith wouldn't say if the candidate would be bounced out of caucus if she wins her seat. She has a lot of work to do. Like, I believe in redemption. I do believe that people have the ability to have second chances. She's got a lot of proving to do. Her campaign finished stronger in the final weeks, scoring endorsements from former Prime Minister Stephen Harper and federal Conservative leader Pierre Poiliev, and focusing on an NDP plan to increase the tax rate on larger corporations 
from 8% to 11%. This election is about whether we want to keep moving Alberta forward, whether we want Alberta to be stronger and safer and more affordable. The question to be answered Monday, will past Conservative voters overlook some of the leader's foibles and get behind her economic plan? Yes, there were some things said in the past that were completely offside and she apologized for it. When you find yourself in office, all of a sudden you have to put on your big boy pants and uh, really govern for the people that you represent. And I think she's doing a very good job of doing that. With the polls showing an extremely close race, the outcome could depend on the ground game, which party's organizers are most effective at getting their supporters to the ballot box. Probably should have said big girl pants, given that it's uh, two women vying for the premiership of Alberta. I guess we'll know tomorrow morning what uh, what the result is. So that's what's happening in Alberta. The NDP are actually running some avowed communists, which is kind of interesting when you think about the history of Alberta. So tomorrow morning, John Moore will probably be telling you who won that election in Alberta. Hey, I just want to say that I got out of the city for a little bit, not that far, but up onto the escarpment and out around uh, Caledon and surrounding communities on my motorcycle yesterday. What a joy. What a joy to just ride along some of the, the back roads. I'm not talking about necessarily going up Highway 10. I did come upon Highway 10 at one point on some something or other side road or whatever I was riding around on, and I needed to turn left and go north on Highway 10, and it took me forever. It took forever to for uh, a break in that traffic, especially the traffic headed south mid-afternoon yesterday toward Toronto. I don't know what people were escaping or heading toward, but it was incredible. But once I got past that... Um, just being on some of the side roads and um, cruising around in the sunshine on two-lane roads north of the city of Toronto, it's, I, I think it's wonderful. You don't have to have a motorcycle. Just go for a little Sunday drive or something with, uh, with the family. It's, uh, and there's you know, always little places you can drop in in some of the towns and get some baked goods or something. A little, a little staycation kind of thing on a Sunday afternoon. I really, really enjoyed it. Coming up, Sean Shapiro, after the news break here, the guy I call the TikTok traffic cop who frequently appears on my show, talking about traffic issues. But what he and I are going to talk about initially, at least specifically, is a new video, campaign video, put forth by counselor and candidate for mayor Brad Bradford, where he's complaining about traffic and talking about what he'll do about it and what Olivia won't. But the key is he's driving while making the video. Is that okay? Did he break any laws? So that's coming up next on News Talk 1010. I'm Jerry Agar. That's the breakfast wrap for Monday, the 29th. You've been listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Don't forget to subscribe and get the latest episode from wherever you get your podcasts. And listen weekday mornings from 5 to 9 on News Talk 1010.